addressing victory through faith, I said, you know, there, there's, there's a couple of stages of faith. Would you agree? And, and if you don't, maybe you will by the end of this. Um, first, there's immediate faith. We have immediate faith, and sometimes we're met with some immediate blessings. Um, and so sometimes we, we have something crazy that goes on in our life, and then we pray really quick, and then sometimes we receive that answer or that breakthrough right away. Uh, we see that in the Bible because Mark 10, 52 says, uh, Go, said Jesus, your faith has healed you. Immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus along the road. Another verse is Matthew 15, 28, and it says this. Then Jesus answered her, O woman, great is your, be it done for you as you desire. And he, uh, her daughter was healed instantly. Isn't that the response we always want with Jesus and in our faith? If we could always operate under that category on life, come on, right? I mean, everything else would just coast on by, be fine. You know, Jesus would just meet the needs of his people, of me, you know, I could carry on with my life. Wouldn't that be just ideal? Now, if you have kids at any age right now, you know that that's really not life. Uh, no matter what they tell you. It's easy to do a trust fall off stage if I know there's mats to catch me. And I know if Nathan, if I'm in Nathan's big strong arms, it's easy, right? You don't have to really pry me to, to do that. I, I kind of would do it. And uh, it's easy to trust Jesus when I know the plan. If he would just come and set those plans out for me, show me what I need to do, show me how it's going to be just as easy as I need those plans to be. Uh, maybe if he would just give me that nod of approval of what I really desire in life and then just allow that to happen, life would be great. Amen? Yes. But God has shown me and my wife uh, that there are forms and there are seasons of immediate blessings. I remember... Uh, one time in particular, it's the first one that came on my mind. It's so powerful. I talk about it still today. But Rachel and I were home, and we had just gotten paid, and we were trying to be more obedient in our tithing. We were really trying our hardest to do that. And right before I was leaving for work, Rachel was like, hey, we still have to tithe. And I was like, and I knew the amount we had to tithe was like $78 and some change. But I was like, oh, I don't know if we really got it this, this time. But I wanted to seem, you know, that top-notch Christian husband. So with doubt overflowing in me like a volcano, I just looked at her and I was like, yeah, let's, let's tithe. And uh, I walked out the house and I was like, man, I don't, I don't know, like maybe we should have just gave a little bit and not the whole amount, I don't know. And so I just walked uh, away, got in the car, drove down the road, and then Rachel calls me and she's like, hey. Um, I just felt the need to call our food stamp card, and we haven't got food stamps in a while up until that point because we made too much according to the government. And so she's like, something sparked in me, and I just had to call and check it. And would you believe that the amount that's on the card, babe, is $78 and some change? And I was like, no way, you're, you're lying. She's like, no, no, for real, it's exactly the amount we tied. Amen. So I love that. That was good. If we could just operate in that obedience right there. Some immediate faith met with some immediate blessing. Amen? Is anyone here need a financial blessing? Just an immediate blessing, anyone? No one? Anyone? Thank you. Why don't you come up here, bro? Come here. See? See, immediate faith met with some immediate blessing. There you go. Look at that. Look at that. 
<laughs> and the reason Pastor Steve is here is because next week he's giving away $1,000. Um, so, <laughs> you know, when I was doing that message, that literally hit me and I was like, you want me to give away what? And he's like, he's like, boy, give away. So, and I was like, all right, God, all right, all right. So God wants the very best for us, church. The very best. And he's already given us the very best. He's given us his son who's died for us so we could have life and life abundantly. And so just like I said, with kids, you already know that it's not that easy, right? We're not a vending machine. And our father, dad, he's not a vending machine either. And we can't just take our prayer request and walk up to, to him and insert the, the money, the faith, and just be like, all right, let me get A2. That just, it doesn't work that way. My kids, my daughter, my son, my older ones, um, it works for Westy because she's two and my favorite. But, and I can't tell her no because she'll beat me up. But. My two older ones, I'm really good at being like, no, not yet, you know, and, and so they're learning that as well. God isn't a vending machine, and so we shouldn't treat him as one. Because our love isn't based off actions, it's based off trust. So I need to elaborate a little bit on that just to make sure you're not missing that part. Love isn't based off of actions. I don't work really hard to make sure that I can earn Rachel's love for me. She trusts me. We grow in our relationship. That's what love is based off of. So love is based off of what God has done for you in your life so far. God loves you that much that he sent his son to die for you. Someone say it for me. Another stage is enduring faith. The spiritual meaning for enduring uh, in the Bible says to remain firm in a commitment to be true to the commandments of God despite temptation, opposition, and Adversity. I love the King James uh, definition, though. The King James definition says, a bearing or suffering, a continuing under, under pain or distress without resistance or without sinking or yielding to the pressure, sufferance, patience. Endure without sinking or yielding to the pressure. That's enduring faith. This room is full of people who have been enduring some pain in their life for a while. And some hardships. Church, there is hope though. His name is Jesus. There is hope. His name is Jesus. We have immediate faith and then we have some enduring faith. And a lot of you know, because you're maybe in that season, been in that season for a little while now, of some enduring hardships. I don't know why, church, everyone that we pray for isn't instantly healed. I don't know why every disease isn't instantly healed. Um... Or become immediately healed. But I do know this. I do know that dad loves you so much. I do know that he loves you beyond comprehension. I know that he loves you enough that he sent his son so you can have eternal life with him for the rest of eternity. I do know that, church. I may not know all your hardships to the T. But I do know that you can have confidence that God loves you. In your suffering. This room is full of fighters. Thank God this room is full of love. Shroom is full of compassion. I want you to hold firm and keep fighting the good fight, brother. Keep fighting and stand firm, sister. Keep going. Enduring faith is no easy task. The one who gives us breath in our lungs said this. We should, in James, 
He says this, whenever you face trials of many kinds, consider it, consider it, we'll get it together. Because the testing of your, anyone here has days and days of days of testing of your faith or patience. Anyone? No? Okay. He said, when you have days like that, days of the testing of your faith, it will produce, it will produce perseverance. Perseverance means being persistent despite the difficulties or the delays we face. But persistent in what? Persistent in your faith, in the fact that you will be victorious over your suffering. You will be victorious over your pain. You will be victorious and have and will be victorious over your depression, your anxiety, over cancer, over loss. You are going to be victorious over that. You know, a fighter, I'm a big MMA guy with Mario and big into boxing, okay. And a fighter, there is a fighter that's uh, victorious at the end of a bout, is there not? And their hand is lifted high, is it not, Matt? But that guy who's won the fight, is he pain-free? No, not unless he's me, but because I don't get hit, Matt, you know what I mean? But is he in pain? Is he going to be in pain tomorrow? Is he going to be in pain in a couple of weeks probably, depending on if he has a broken collarbone, a broken rib, right? So you can be victorious and still be in pain. Church, you hear me? You hear the Lord today? You're victorious despite your pain. Because the one whose hand is lifted high has been victorious for many, 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 many moons. You're victorious. So despite your circumstance, church, because Jesus' hand is lifted victoriously, ask dad for the godly courage to keep your head up, to keep the kingdom of God at the forefront of all you do. The enemy has been trying to distract you in your pain for a long time now. For a long time. There's a, a group of people who would search their house for their lost car keys the whole day. They won't go to work, they won't do anything, and that's okay. Because that's one group of people. There's another group who would give up after two minutes. Maybe phone in for help, and then there's another group who would just leave the house and walk to work. I like to think sometimes that would be me. Like, I'm not going to spend all day looking for that. I'm just going to go. I got, I got stuff to do. So keep your eyes off the situation and look forward at God. Keep the kingdom of God at the mind, at the forefront of all you do. Every storm we enter, sometimes it feels like it's the worst one. And for some of us seasoned vets, us young people, older crowd, you know there's been many storms you've been through, many battles you have been through. But every time we go through a new storm, it always feels like it's the worst. But God is, he's, he's there with you. He's there in the storm with you. Jesus didn't die in vain. Uh, he died so you can have life and life abundantly. He wants you to be the happiest person on the planet despite your circumstances. James continues and he goes, let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Not lacking anything. Not lacking the fact that God loves you. Someone say, God loves me. Someone say, God loves me. Look to your neighbor and say, he loves you. 
2 Corinthians 5, 7 says, for we walk by, not by, we walk by, not by, you walk by what? Faith. Walk by faith. Faith is going to continue to work in you, to take you to that next step in life. Not sight. When I walk by faith, I'm not codependent on my miracle. When I walk by faith, I'm not codependent on my miracle. My next miracle isn't the reason I believe Jesus. You see, God's sovereignty, his holiness, his status in the heavenlies, what he has done for us isn't depend on what he has done or will do or continue to do through you and I. It isn't depend on my prayers being answered. I don't love my wife because of what she can do for me or what she has done for me. You shouldn't believe in Jesus only because he has performed a miracle in your life. Or I would love you just, I would really believe in God if we could, if you would just perform this, if you would just do, he is God. I don't know why God's not meeting every single need of every single person at every single second according to what we think should be met. But I know that this is full of answers for us. This is full of so many answers if we would just crack open and read it more often. Proverbs 3, 5 through 6 says this. Trust in the Lord. Trust in me, God is saying. Trust in me. With all your heart. With how much? With how much? All. And do not lean. This is so good. And do not lean on your. Is that hard for anybody here? It's hard for my daughter. Um, I love you, Rod. It's hard for me too. And do not lean on your own understanding in all your ways. In, in how many of your ways? All your ways. Acknowledge him. And he will what? And he will make straight your paths. Hey, stop spending time all day trying to figure out why this has happened to me. Stop trying to figure out all day long what's the next plan, what's the next move. That's why I told Randa, you're the staple of this. Thank you so much. Because if she spends all day sitting at home figuring out what's the next step, she'll never move to the East Coast. Sometimes the miracle we long for, the answer you're looking for is on the other side of your faith. It's on the other side of your obedience. Sometimes it's just a mystery. So whether it's a medical condition, as serious as like cancer, or, or maybe it's you're enduring some anxiety, some depression, some fear, some grief, forgiveness. All those names pale in comparison to the name of Jesus. All of them. And they have to flee at the name of, and they have to flee at the name of Jesus. Maybe weird to any new people here that we, or maybe you've been here for a while and it's kind of weird to you that we, uh, 
speak life even over our giving. But I tell the youth this all the time. You're really good at speaking negative to yourself. Sometimes you don't do it out loud, but sometimes you do. So you speak negatively over your finances and over your health situation and over the bad in life. We need to get really, really better at speaking life over our circumstances and over our situation. So be encouraged today because the name of Jesus makes everything flee. The next one, and I'll close with this one, is everyday faith. Someone say everyday. First Timothy 6.12 says this, fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called when you made your good in the presence of many witnesses. A wise man once told me there's a natural side to enduring faith. It's a confidence that we gain through everyday life, he says. And we'll just name this wise man Pastor Steve. When discussing this message together, he goes, you know, we have everyday faith in, in like, when you're driving, you have faith that the opposing car isn't going to crash into you. I said, you're right, because I don't ever think of that. But thank you now, because now that's all I'm going to think of. <laughs> he said, you know, you have, you have faith, everyday faith in that your, your marriage is going to be healthy and fruitful and that your spouses aren't going to cheat on each other. I said, you, you're right. I said, we have everyday faith with the light switch. You know, I've never walked into a room and going, hope this light turns on. Never, never, ever, ever have I ever done that. I just go in there, flick it on, and it better turn on. Natural faith, though, is something that you have built through unwavering faith over time. I literally don't think twice, obviously, when I go to flick the light on. I just expect it to work. The spiritual side of enduring faith is... What happens when you are met with the light not turning on? The spiritual side of it is what happens when you're met with a car accident, with an accident in life. What happens then? What do you do, church, when you're met with opposition like that? When the light's not turning on, do you go find a spare bulb real quick? Go grab a 16-foot ladder if you're Mario and, and climb up the ladder to, 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 I, I pictured you, that, it was good. Um, to go twist the bulb in, and you're like, all right, it works, it's fine, it's okay. All I needed was to pick this up real quick. That's all I needed to do. All I needed to do was run to church real quick and spend some time at the, these altars and just change that bulb real quick. All I needed to do was make sure Uh, that the insurance company was called for that and we'll take care of it, it's okay. Well, how do you react, church, when you're met with opposition? When the enemy comes messing with you, how are you met? Romans 10, 17 says, so faith comes by and hearing by the word of Christ. So what are you doing day in, day out to prepare for the moments when you're met with enduring hardships? Will you meet adversity with some immediate faith or allow the trial to get the best of you in those moments? You're already victorious. Your hands lifted high. 
if you leave with anything today, it's that even though my hands lifted high, even the best of best fighters, even the best winners, even Jesus went to the grave with wounds. Victory doesn't mean a skate-free, pain-free life. It doesn't. For some of us, an everyday fight can get tiring, but I want you to be filled with overflowing encouragement today, church. Fight the good fight. Can I encourage you today to stop fighting alone? Men, I'm speaking to you, for sure to you, because I'm guilty of that. We are guilty of that as men. We fight alone. You know God is saying that too. Don't fight alone. Every week we, we end service with a time of prayer so that way you can come up to the person in front of you and you can be united in prayer, joined together as a church and fighting that fight together. That's why we do altars on Sundays. That's why we have an OG men's group full of 20-something-year-olds. That's why we have Sisterhood Saturdays. That's why we have a men's group that meets on Sunday mornings. That's why we have an amazing young adults ministry. That's why we have the best youth ministry with the best youth pastor from what I hear. It's why we have a great kids ministry on Sunday mornings. It's why we do what we do is so you wouldn't fight alone. Grab these opportunities, walk alongside them. Listen, uh, your job will always be there. I pray that into your life. Sports will always be there. Life will always be there. But you need, because you're going to have seasons of hardship, that you need to make sure that you're fighting with people together. Reflect on those moments that God has done, what, what God has done for you so far in your life. I mean, one of the greatest miracles he's already done for you is that he sought you out by name. You're in the kingdom of life, of heaven, because of what God has already done for you. Kaylin, you can make your way up, please. Ephesians 3, 14 through 19 says this. This is the reason I kneel in the presence of the Father. From who all family in heaven on earth receives its name. I'm asking, I'm asking to give you a gift of wealth of his glory. I pray that he will give you and power through his spirit. He will give you power through his spirit. Yep. Then Christ will live in you through faith. Through what? Yeah. I also pray that love may be the ground into which you sink your roots on. This is so powerful. At that point, he could have said anything. I, I don't know. But I pray that love may be the ground into which you sink your roots and on which you have your foundation built. Could have been strength, could have been courage, prosperity, but love. Love is what needs to be grounded and rooted into your foundation. Verse 18, this way, with all God's people, you will be able to understand, get this church, understand how wide, long, high, and deep his love is. Can we say that together real quick? Verse 18, this way, to understand... You will know that Christ's love, which goes far beyond any knowledge, 
I am praying this, that way you may be completely filled with God. God loves you so much. So much. And his love for you isn't codependent on if you would just read this six days a week, seven days a week. He loves you unconditionally. Unconditionally. He loved you so much that he sent his son to die for you uh, before you even had breath in your lungs. So don't allow your love for God to be codependent on how your life has been thus far. On this current trial or the previous trials or maybe the fear of whatever isn't being healed in your life currently in this moment. Don't let it be codependent on that. Be encouraged today, church. Be rooted in love. Know with all your being that God loves you so much. Pray often. Seek his face often. Get on your knees, sing songs of praise and worship God often. Church, let me ask you, how how is your patience? How slow are you to anger? How quick are you to forgiveness? What's your immediate reaction to trial? How likely is your trust and hope to kind of waver depending on the storm? How often do you pray? How often do you read the word of God and, and worship him? I was sucked into this YouTube reels, right? It's kind of like TikTok, but a little better to me. And I saw a pastor from way back in the day. Okay, it's like Pastor Steve's age, so it's like way long ago. <laughs> right? And he said, your relationship isn't in this book. And he goes, I know it's going to offend some people. And I was like, no, I get it. And he said, you know, what good is knowing Hebrew if you don't know him? Or what good is knowing Greek if you don't know God? And it was so good. Because there are some people here today who are really good at reading the word of God. But do you know God? Do you spend time talking with God? More than just of what you need. But just thanking God. Loving God, singing songs of praise to God, knowing God. We can use all the exercise and growth of our faith. I'm talking to myself as well. A good sign is how much peace you have when you're in that storm. Do you always find your eyes stuck to the pain that you're in? Or are you focused on the kingdom of God? If you find your eyes always on the situation you're in, then you could probably use some faith gym workout. You could probably use some time here on Sunday morning before scurrying out of here real quick and get some prayer. Your request isn't too small. It's your faith that is sometimes. I want to end with two opportunities today. Every week for the past couple of months, I've seen another church do do this, and I just loved it. They ended service with giving thanks. And so he asked a couple of volunteer uh, students to come up and give thanks. And I just, like, was like, wow, if there's something I'm going to steal from another church is that. 
So we've been doing that with the youth ministry for a couple of months now. So I want to allow that opportunity for you as well to give thanks for whatever's on your heart, whatever's on your mind, whatever that may be. Okay, so start building that courage up now. <clears throat> then the second one is the prayer team will come up. Can we all stand? The prayer team can come ahead and come on up. And if you need prayer for anything, I encourage you, brothers and sisters, I encourage you to come up and to get prayer for, to be united in prayer with like-minded Christians that will help fight this battle with you. Don't fight alone. Do not fight alone. God gave me this message for you, for you to have hope and courage that he loves you so, so much. Far beyond our comprehension. So, we will end. Is there anybody here who would like to come up and give thanks? Yep. Every single day Jesus loves me. Amen. Thank you. I'm thankful for a church that really does want you to grow in the things of God so that you can come into everything God has for you and move into your destiny, whatever that is. Thank you. I also want to thank God on my needs for a wonderful church like River of Life. In this region, we're having the opportunity to come every Sunday into God's presence to worship him in peace, in love, and experience this joy. I have nothing to say but say thank you, Jesus, because not every other region has a church like this. Yeah. And every day, he's healing. Every day, he's providing. Throughout the year of 2023, not everybody has been able to come four months into that year. There yeah. are a lot of people that we started the year with, but they are no more with us. But we have the privilege of entering into May. So we are saying that, Lord, thank you for moving us into the month of May. Amen. Yeah. Amen. yeah. Anybody else want to give thanks? You know, I want to thank you for taking time out of your Sunday morning to come to church. I don't know if I can say this while crying, but my wife died eight months ago. Yeah. And I thank God that he's helped me through this far. And he's been with me, and uh, I'm just so grateful to God for doing that because yeah. I really know he has helped me. Yeah, thank you. So thank you for making Sundays a priority in your life to grow. So thank you. Thank you to the greeters on Sunday morning because you know what? You are the first face people see when they walk in. And the numbers are staggering on how many people won't return back to a church depending on how they were first greeted within the first seven seconds to walk into a place. So thank you, greeters. Thank you, God, for seeking us 
in our mess. So I'm going to pray us out, and then I really, really, really want to encourage you to come forward in whatever that is. Let us fight with you. There's strength in numbers. There is strength in numbers. Father, I thank you so much for the ability to come in here on a Sunday morning and hear you teach, God. You preach the word to us, God. Let it be seeds that are deeply rooted in good soil, Lord Jesus, that the enemy can't come and snatch, Father. God, we thank you and rejoice, God, in the good and in the bad, God, of our lives, Lord. Help us to keep focused on you and grow our faith, God. That our love isn't dependent on what you can do for us, God, but it's dependent on what you have already done for us and you've given us a son to die for us. That way we may have eternal life. So if there's someone here in this room who doesn't know Jesus, maybe you've been battling with that, that fight of surrendering your life fully to Jesus. Let me tell you and encourage you today that God is seeking at uh, your heart right now. He's knocking on that door and he wants to bring you into the kingdom of heaven with the rest of your brothers and sisters. It's not dependent on how bad you've been or how much good you've done in your life. Jesus loves you for you. And he wants you, he wants you to just surrender. So would you put your pride aside today and would you surrender your life to Jesus today? If that's you, would you raise your hand? Praise God. Praise God. Thank you, Jesus, that you seek us out in our mess. That it's not about what we can do or not do, God, but it's about what you've done for us, God. So Holy Spirit, would you ring true in the lives of those people today? Would you fill them with hope? Fill them with grace and peace, God. We love you. We honor you in this place. Jesus, bless all my brothers and sisters here today, God. May they have a blessed week full of joy, peace, and compassion. May blessings flow in their marriage and in their families, Lord Jesus. May the attacks of the enemy flee today in the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Love you guys. You are dismissed. Go ahead and come up if you need prayer. If not, see you guys Sunday or Wednesday.